why are police photographing our license plate? What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Welcome to the Reasonable Voices talk radio program. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, and my guest today is a repeat guest, Pat Elder. Pat Elder is the director of the National Coalition to Protect Student Privacy. That's NCPSP. The National Coalition to Protect Student Privacy works to prohibit the automatic release of student information to military recruiting services gathered through the administration of the Armed Services Vocational Aptitude Battery. That's ASV as in victory, AB as in boy a career exploration program in high schools across the country. The organization works to safeguard student privacy from the Pentagon's predatory recruitment practices. However, today I've invited Pat Elder to return to the Reasonable Voices as our guest to update us on his research into how our U.S. military is poisoning drinking water around the world. I I have to tell you, Pat, well, first of all, welcome back to the show, Pat Elder. How are you? I'm well, Marcello. Thanks so much for having me again. And I have to say, this time I'm uh, operating as a member of the Coordinating Committee of World Beyond War. So I I am principally the director of the National Coalition to Protect Student Privacy, but I also am a member of World Beyond War. And so the research that I'm doing on the poisoning in military bases around the world is under the umbrella of World Beyond War in collaboration with other members of World Beyond War uh, around the world. And there are um, over 175,000 of us now in 157 countries. So it's a growing movement, and uh, there's a great deal of collaboration among activists and academics. Thank you, Pat. That was my first question. Tell us what's world beyond war. But the Department of Defense's contaminated water database, March 2011, lists a uh, 401 military bases that have poisoned water. Nine foreign bases are on the list, which shows concentration of the contaminants 
in parts per trillion, which may sound like a little bit, but it isn't because over 70 PPT is unsafe. So presence of unwanted substances that make air, water, soil, or food unfit for consumption or use. Starting from that, but congratulations, by the way, for for this new uh, associations that you are involved with. I think this is so important, and we'll remind everyone of that, too, as we go along. But tell us about the Pentagon report in March 2018, about the chemical poisoning of water supplies on military bases, and that's American military bases, and in surrounding communities worldwide. How's that? Well, thank you so much, Marcello. Well, first of all, we're dealing with chemical contaminants known as, now brace yourself, perfluorooctane sulfonate, PFOS, Uh and perfluorooctanoic acid, PFOA. Now, these are two chemical compounds. They are two of 30 of 3,000 chemical compounds. And we call all of these, uh, this entire family of contaminants, as perfluorooclial substances. Perfluorooclial substances, or PFAS. Mm-hmm. And so henceforth, I will refer to this as PFAS. So let me back up a little bit. These chemical compounds were actually first bumped into by 3M scientists way back in 1939. Wow. Uh, and they they discovered uh, their amazing properties to uh, withstand heat, and they became part of Teflon. And so this very same Teflon that we have today in a myriad of consumer products are all poisonous. Of course, the way they're used, it's somewhat shielded from the consumer, although there is contamination caused from the simple Teflon frying pan. You only have to Google health effects, Teflon. Mm. But that's not our biggest concern here. These contaminants have been part of firefighting foam. Mm-hmm. So they're known as aqueous firefighting foam, AFFF. And the military uses them, of course. These firefighting foams aren't typically used like on brush fires or, you know, by air airplanes trying to douse forest fires. They're used for super hot petrochemical, heavy metal types of fires that you might encounter with a burning, crashed F-16 airplane. And so the military is always practicing ways to put these fires out. Mm. So they will, several thousand times a year in military bases around the world, light fires and douse them. And when they douse them, they use these PFAS soaked foams Mm. and they typically will will soak a plane six to eight inches of this foam and it douses the flame and then they squirt it off the runway and they squirt it off the plane and it sinks into the groundwater and these plumes travel depending upon the type of soil sometimes many many miles away from the base they contaminate the groundwater And oftentimes, people will drink directly from the groundwater. The aquifers become poisoned. Mm. And municipal water systems, which also draw on the same aquifer, are also poisoned. Mm. 
So it is a tremendously dangerous situation. Please, you know, I, I have been accused of hyperbole. And so I would just ask your listeners to Google PFAS, polyfluorinated carbons, PFAS. And Google that with military bases contaminated water. And you'll be shocked with just how this has blown up in the last few months. So much so that back in March, the DOD actually published a list of 401 bases, most of them in the United States, but nine overseas, mm -hmm. that uh, were responsible for contaminated water systems in neighboring communities. Just to give you a sense, just to give you a sense, Jean Shaheen in New Hampshire is a U.S. senator. She represents Portsmouth. Portsmouth yes. uh, New Hampshire. is the host of uh, uh, Peace Air Force Base. Yes. Uh, Peace Air Force Base uh, really found itself with tens of thousands of parts per trillion of these PFAS in the groundwater. And so children and families were being poisoned and they actually tested the blood uh, mm. from a federal grant that Senator Sheen was able to get and found that 15,000 people were sickened. Mm. This is just in the last few months. Yeah. And so we have contamination uh, in China Lake, for instance, in California, Navy yes. base, an Air Force base. Eight million parts per trillion in the groundwater. Wow. Now, there was investigative series of reports done by a woman named Tara Kopp, C-O-P-P, -P, and she writes for Military Times. Military Times is not a production of the Pentagon. Rather, it is a production of Gannett News. Gannett News, of course, is USA Today. Yes. Well, these people, these people are really bringing this issue to the fore. They are producing absolutely brilliant journalism. Mm. So is The Intercept, which has had yes. now a 20-item report on these contaminants. Yes. And so Terra Cop in Military Times... Uh, has drawn the, the comparison to human suffering. Uh, and and these, these ingredients, which I probably should have mentioned at the outset, cause ovarian, uterine cancers, yes. miscarriages, micropenis, chromosomal damage, uh, liver cancer, kidney cancer, and a whole host of uh, developmental problems in children. And they are a scourge. And this contamination is akin to Agent Orange, except its scope is much greater because it affects many, many more people. And it is it will dwarf, I believe, uh, the contamination uh, from asbestos. So hold on. This is huge. Yeah. And so from the standpoint of the anti-war movement, we see this as a, a segue because there are communities around the world where U.S. bases are poisoning people. It's happening in Germany. It's yeah. happening in Belgium. It's happening in Okinawa. That might be the fierce, well, Korea. Mm. But uh, in Okinawa, for instance, uh, we have just horrendous uh, contamination. And the United States military executes what are known as SOFA agreements. Mm. Mm. A SOFA agreement is a, a status of forces agreement. And these status of forces agreement allow the United States to operate with impunity. 
the United States need not open up their bases. They need not correct the contamination. And so typically they don't. And so it is it's the case in Okinawa where you have uh, people being poisoned mm. and horrendous things happening without the United States even admitting that it's their responsibility, what's less cleaning it up. Why is it that this seems to have exploded so much more, accelerated at least in the last few months, in your opinion? Are we just finding out about it? Is that why that? Actually, uh, we've known about it for for many years. Yes. Uh, in, all the way back in in 1974, the United States military knew the severity of the health impacts uh, and decided to do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And again, in the late 90s, the United States military realized that they were on the verge of a public relations nightmare if they divulged to the public the existence of these contaminants and decided again to do nothing about it. So all this is verifiable in the mainstream news. And so now it looks like the United States government and the United States military will pay a heavy price because it is becoming well known around the world Mm -hmm. that these contaminants are killing people and causing misery in for millions and millions of people so we see this and it is just right at the tip now most of the people that will hear this program won't be aware that it's happening but again i would urge your listeners to simply google pfas and so really i think i think the contamination that has happened just in the last or the, the the reporting by Military Times and The Intercept, along with the brave actions of Gene Shaheen, have gone a long way. Excellent. It should be noted, too, that the Trump administration is very aware of the potential multi, multi-billion dollar lawsuits that uh, are looming, uh, not just here, but around the world. Perhaps this will become one of the greatest environmental catastrophes in the history of the human race. You can just laugh, you can shrug your shoulders, you can accuse me of hyperbole, but again, PFAS, Google it, military contamination. But just to give you a sense, the EPA, which has arbitrarily set a limit of 70 points per trillion for exposure to this, their lifetime health advisory, so you can drink water for a lifetime, and if you know you come into contact with 70 million parts per trillion, according to the EPA, you're okay. Although scientists at the University of North Carolina, scientists uh, at the Harvard School say it's one part per trillion. Vermont has set a limit of 20 parts per trillion. But scientists increasingly are saying there is no impact. There's no there's no threshold of safety. It's like mm-hmm. lead poisoning. There is no threshold. It is poisonous, period. And so what did the EPA do when it became apparent that this was blowing up? Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Pruitt, at the time EPA director, appointed a Mr. Durson, D-O-U-R-S-O-N, who was an industry, chemical industry analyst and spokesperson, to be in charge of EPA offices that would challenge and and limit the health impacts of PFAS. And Dorison did nothing, and he defended 
the use of the contaminants and downplayed its uh, health impact. Mm. And Dorson was given his job at the EPA to be in charge of chemical contaminants over the objections of the U.S. Senate and without U.S. Senate confirmation. Now, however, he's out of a job uh, and uh, he uh, has been replaced. And uh, of course, so is Pruitt. Uh, with a fellow named Wheeler, who is also an administ- a, uh, a chemistry industry cheerleader. Yes. And so we can't expect much from the EPA uh, along those lines. So the EPA is dropping the ball seriously. And so in the meantime, the U.S. Marine Corps in Okinawa or the Army in Belgium can point to high levels, uh, can point to the EPA and say, well, look, the EPA doesn't yes. regulate PFOS, PFAS. Uh, the way it regulates lead or mercury or beryllium, mm. it's not a regulated substance. There's only a, uh, a 70 parts per trillion advisory level. And so we don't really have to regulate this, folks. Sorry. Mm. We don't have to do anything. And so it continues to get worse. All right. I'm, uh, it's, just, it's just, it's always amazing uh, listening to you, Pat. You are so, such an in-depth investigative reporter and you're always, it seems, focused on the public health, the safety of children and their families. And in any case, speaking of which, by the way, we're going to take a short break. But when we come back, you know, we throw these initials around. And I'm glad that Pat started out by explaining what they mean, even though we use them as shortcuts. It's important to hear what all the initials in our lives mean because we forget, you know, we just hear the letters. And I'm going to ask you, Pat, in the next segment, let's tell this story, this truth, this discovery that is threatening our health through the stories I know that you've recorded of people who are, in other words, I want to talk names, specific human beings. So we are thinking about individuals and realizing this is You know, sometimes a big problem is too much for us to comprehend. But when you talk about women uh, and and their children losing reproductive abilities and and sick and people, well, we'll be back. That's where we're headed. We're heading to stories of individuals who have been dealing with what Pat Elder has been describing to us. Please stay with us. And now enjoy Watchfire Music featuring vocal artist Jenny Burton singing Tear Down the House from Is Anybody Listening? Change. 
Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices talk radio program. My guest today, again, is Pat Elder. He's a return guest, but he's now working with World Beyond War, which he described to us extremely well at the beginning of the first segment. I want to spend this segment, if we could, Pat, as you've given us the science and you've given us the examples of how the military is refusing to respond or accept responsibility. I mean, we're always, at least, I'm, I'm very often aware of how corporatism, Wall Street, bankers, etc., will dodge their responsibility for a given situation. I had hoped as a veteran, I guess, and naively perhaps, that the military was a little more protective and honest with the people who serve our country in uniform. And I guess we're learning that's not always the case. But I'd like, if we could, tell us about the first time 19-year-old, 19-year-old Kate Kelly heard the warnings about not getting pregnant at George Air Force Base in 1975. As you pointed out, this is not a new issue. That's right. Now, this is the uh, excellent reporting of Tara Kopp of Military Times, a Gannett publication. And, and you know, it takes the visceral connection. It takes the emotional connection yes. to make something like this work. Otherwise, uh, the uh, entire issue would have remained stagnant uh, because, of course, the military would do everything it can to keep it quiet. But Kate Kelly was a 19-year-old. And uh, she wound up uh, at George Air Force Base way back in 1975. And she went to George Air Base uh, along with hundreds of other women and became sickened. Mm. She drank the water. And when she arrived at George Air Base, curiously enough, she's sitting next to her her cellmate or her cotmate <laughs> and uh, they're, they're speaking uh, in the barracks together and she's told look uh, just just don't get pregnant mm. at George Air Base and so so but Kate did drink the water and she did did get pregnant mm-hmm. and she 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 told the uh, military times that you know it just doesn't cross your mind you know you just don't ask questions like why and she just said you know when you're stateside you just don't expect toxic exposure yes of course i guess the 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 reverse of that is that when you're when you're overseas you could see that this might happen so so kate got married at george and um my gosh uh by 2008 her husband had died as a result of a rare plaza-based cancer mm-hmm. uh, and uh, she um, you know realized then that she um, uh, you know had been stationed at a uh, toxic base where yes. people went to Facebook mm. that's what connected people mm. I was at George I miscarried I was at George I, I had a hysterectomy mm. I was 24 years old I was at George my husband died suddenly of a heart attack. I was at George. I had a stillborn. Hundreds of cases. Yes. So, so Kate, Kate had had a couple uh, miscarriages, mm-hmm. and so she requested her medical history, and uh, all of her medical records were redacted by the Air Force. So, so and much. Lisa McCray had a, had a stillborn baby. Yes. And she saw the Facebook stuff. Yeah. And she requested her 
military medical mm -hmm. records. We should mention also that Lisa McRae was also 19 years old, military wife, not even in the service, but military wife. And is she, is she the one that uh, when she had to go in because she miscarried, that the doctor said her uterus had more uh, tumors than he'd ever seen? That's right. You know, uh, the, the thing for people to keep in mind here, and this is this is where, uh, you know, I have been, uh, I've been, you know, it's almost like a cross-examination at, at public conferences. Mm. And they'll go, well, yeah, this is 1975, they sure will clean up their act, but, you know. Well, they have it. No. Recent water samples at George Air Base have shown 5,396 parts per trillion above the 70 parts per trillion limit of the EPA. You know, EPA. Yeah. And, and so, so it's still deadly. That's the thing about these are called forever chemicals. They don't break down. Mm. Or it takes forever for them to break down. Just to give you a Wordsmith Air Base up in Michigan. Yes. My goodness, it closed 30 years ago. It closed 30 years ago, and deer today are drinking from streams that are heavily contaminated. And so the state of Michigan had to put a ban on eating deer meat yes. today yes. from a base that closed 30 years ago. Not to mention the people that are drinking directly from the contaminated water. Yes. So... So there's two women. Here's another woman, uh, Denise Torrey. Yes. Denise Torrey is another one. She went on to the Facebook. She said, oh, my God, I was told don't get pregnant. She had miscarriages. Mm -hmm. She went to the VA. Can I get my records? Mm. They purged everything she told people. But she's just a normal gal. Lori Clark was another one. Yes. Lori Clark. She served at George from 81 to 83. And had and, two daughters. Uh, Tell you know, us that. She actually had two normal children. Yes. But their children are now having issues, which strongly suggests chromosomal damage that skips a generation. This yes. is really scary stuff. And so Lori Clark asked for her medical records. And she was denied. But it's not just confined to George Air Base. Go no. back to Wordsmith Air Base in, uh, in Michigan. Yes. Uh, Tracy Crossnower and her brother. Uh, you know, Tracy... Oh, yes. uh, drank the water they lived in a subdivision that had their own their uh, contaminated water mm. they weren't in the military and yeah. she was 28 years old she had two miscarriages and and uh fibromyalgia irregular heartbeat Tracy's little brother died at age 28 mm. two guys that lived in the neighborhood also died in their 20s today yes today mm. a well-tested next to the base for 3,300 parts per trillion for PFOS today. Yeah. So uh, it's it's blowing up. So we, we just have to come to grips with it. But, you know, we're dealing with the United States military here, Martello. Yes. People are scared to death of the military. Yes. They, are the, they are the Teflon Institute, you know. Mm -hmm. and, so, and so Jean Shaheen has been leading this battle because she's had people coming to her who are poisoned yes. women who are saying i'm not going to get pregnant yes i can't i can't i i i i i raised my children next to peace air base i drank the water I, I i i can't do this and so she had the guts to actually introduce legislation in the united states senate mm. that called on uh the establishment of a registry of all 
all members in the armed forces that have shown to have been exposed uh, to PFAS. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, you know, she only got five other co-sponsors, and uh, it, it has languished since. I mean, yeah. So you have 94 members of the U.S. Senate. And mm-hmm. I know in Maryland, the two of mine know of the contamination and nothing nothing is happening. All they really wanted to do was to put a registry together. Yeah. That, that's not happening at all. So, so, but we have nine bases across the world here. It's several in Korea, Camp mm-hmm. Carroll, mm-hmm. Camp Walker, Camp Red Cloud, Camp Stanley, and Camp Kunsan in South Korea with varying levels of, uh, of contamination. You know, these bases are, are contaminating people that live in uh, communities that are adjacent. And keep in mind, too, oftentimes in places like Okinawa uh, and Korea, they don't have setbacks off of the runways. So you might have a runway mm. with ear-splitting noise, with tenements and, and small housing right adjacent to the base. Yeah. And so when, when the foam is rinsed off, and it seeps into the groundwater, these people are right on top of the base, and so we have serious contamination. There's also contamination in uh, Diego Garcia uh, and in uh, Honduras, and I mentioned Belgium, so yes. uh, we have problems. Dayton, Ohio, I mean, it's just uh, Wright-Patterson Air Base, and it's just oh, so... In, in Dayton, Ohio, the, the, the head of the waterworks in Dayton, Ohio, appealed to the Air Force for help. Mm. Hey! You're poisoning our crown water. What are you going to do? We, you know, we, we could use some financial help. Nothing from the Air Force. Okay, You have three counties at the bottom of New Mexico that are, or in Texas that are poisoned. Mm. And, and uh, you know, an appeal to the, to the Air Force saying, look, uh, we've been forced to spend $11 million creating new water systems. Could you pay for it, please? Mm. And the Air Force suggested that the contamination was from another source. You know, this is what bothers me most, Pat, is we, we certainly have a history of this. We just, at least in my opinion, I just didn't expect it from the military. But, you know, this is this is Philip Morris all over again, uh, sitting in, before Congress and saying, oh, no, there's nothing wrong with our cigarettes. They're not uh, they're not addictive. They're not causing cancer. It's a, it's a pattern, it seems, whether it's Wall Street, K Street, military bases, uh, or for that matter, the manufacturers of uh, whatever is in this, uh, you know, you're describing to us today, these things are made by Americans and American companies, manufactured by them. So they bear responsibility too. But but a military that owes everything to its those in uniform, as do we all, not being willing to step up and say, oh, gee, we at least have to take care of our own, because if they did take care of their own on the base, we wouldn't have what they're doing leaking out into the civilian communities. What do you think? Well, I think you're right. But I, I think, uh, I think uh, your listeners should be directed to Northeastern University's mm-hmm. Contamination Site Tracker. Northeastern University's contamination site tracker. These folks up in Boston are uh, adding data as they, as it becomes available. Mm. But in the state of Virginia, for instance, in Chesapeake, Virginia, yes. uh, and I'm reading off of their work here, 
you have contamination uh, that exceeds 52,000 parts per trillion. Now, this, this, if you drink this water, you will come down with different types of cancers. Mm. Your, your children and your children's children will be deformed. That's just big. In Virginia Beach, we also have, uh, you know, uh, groundwaters with uh, 4,900 parts per trillion. In Richmond, we have uh, we have the same uh, 7,500. And uh, Norfolk and Joint Base Langley, the same types of problems. In Wallops Island, uh, we have uh, elevated levels. So, uh, but this is just what has been reported to us yes uh we have to uh, pry like you would pry teeth from the military to receive this data but it's growing but people still don't know much about it Mm -hmm. it's just not the stuff of rachel maddow on msnbc well we need to we need to make it that we need to make it that because clearly i i'm i only knew a smidget because i've had other radio guests dealing with uh, chemicals that we are bombarded with without our even knowing but it, i knew nothing to the degree that you have shared with us today except of course <laughs> prepping for it with using materials you've sent me but i want to stress even though we've touched on it a bit i want to stress as terrible as this is for women who wish to become mothers uh and their children this is not solely a a a female gender issue or even a reproductive issue. This is an issue for everybody, and, and and it is generational, as you have said, Pat, but also men as well as women, men dying from heart disease and various other things that at such a young age, how do we grab this? I mean, I am often say we, we're so fixated, our media in particular, but we're so fixated on Trump. If we weren't so fixated on just Trump, we might fix other things. We might become aware of other things. So tell us about these Facebook posts and how we can read them, but also repeat, if you will, the various places where you've told we can find more information. Take your time with this because this is important. Well, it brings to mind the words of Dylan in his song, Masters of War. Mm. Uh, You know, for threatening my baby unborn and unnamed, you ain't worth the blood that flows in your veins. Mm. Mm. And, and, you know, it's, it's that level of, of indignation. Mm. It's that level of rage that needs to take place. Yes. We are fighting an incredible industrial military complex with great power and great influence. I'll just give you an example of what I'm talking about here. You know, I live in Maryland, and I'm all the way down in southern Maryland, mm-hmm. so we have contamination in Chesapeake Beach, Maryland. It's a, it's a lovely town yes. uh, along the shores of the Chesapeake. It's about 30 miles to the east of Washington. And contamination was found at about a quarter million parts per trillion, mm-hmm. you know, from the, the Navy's uh, base that straddles the Chesapeake Bay. Uh, and it seeped into the groundwater. And so I simply wrote a letter to the health department uh, for the town and mm-hmm. uh, got no reply. Another letter to the health department of the county got no reply. Mm-hmm. A letter, of course, to the Navy got no reply. And a letter to my uh, representatives in Congress, Hoyer and, and Cardin and Van Holland, and got no response. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I, I think, you know, it's easy for them to dismiss us as kooks. Mm-hmm. And yet the Navy has said that they have collected groundwater samples in the surrounding communities. Yes. But like uh, in Maine as well, they have uh, reserved the right to keep the data to themselves. Mm. And so, And so you may have listeners right now who are in contact with poisoned water. Yes. Uh, who and, and the military knows that they're in contact with poisoned water and isn't doing anything to divulge it. So it, it, you've got to break through, uh, and usually people are not spurned to action until uh, they're indignant. And, yes. And people ask about the anti-war movement, and, you know, I'm old enough to remember what it was like in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And man, when they lifted the student deferment when they all of a sudden said, too bad, you're a junior at Maryland University, you got to go to war and you have to report to such and such an army base. Yes. That was when everything went nuts. Yes. And people hit the streets. And it wasn't until that happened where things took off. And so it's the same here. We have to alert people and they have to become indignant to the point where they actually take action. We're a long way away. Okay. All right, give us a Facebook page. Give us a, a website where we can find out. I know you've mentioned several. Feel free to mention them again. And your website. Uh, Just put PFAS in Facebook. You'll, you'll see a Facebook page there. Let me give you this one, too. Just some initials if your people are ready to take some data down here. It's PFAS Contamination Tracker. Mm-hmm. PFAS Contamination Tracker. Northeastern University. I would Google also TerraCop, T-A-R-A-Cop, C-O-P-P, Military Times, P-F-A-S, TerraCop, Military Times, P-F-A-S. And then I would also Google uh, The Intercept. Mm, yes. And uh, I would put in uh, P-F-A-S. And let me see if I could come up with this woman's name. Uh, just stellar. Uh, hang on just a second. Not a problem. Her latest one was about micropenis and the connection. Her name is Sharon Lerner, L-E-R-N-E-R. Okay. Her second to the last report was EPA continues to approve toxic PFAS despite widespread contamination. These are excellent sources of data. And I am working with World Beyond War chapters in Europe and in Japan, and I'm working also with WILPS, which is the Winter Women's International League for Peace and Freedom, on a website, and once we have this website up, you'll be able to click on a country, mm-hmm. and then once you pull up the country, you'll be able to click on the base, and when you click on the base, you'll be able to see not just the level of PFAS contamination, but also the level of all contamination. I have another website here, though. If you would Google simply bombs, B-O-M-B-S, in your backyard, bombs in your backyard, that can pull up your state uh, and uh, you can blow up where you are and you can click on the base nearest you to find uh, levels of contamination. And there's another, there's an article uh, I wrote with uh, David Swanson of World Beyond War and it's uh, how war pollutes the Potomac River. Now, war pollutes the Potomac River. All right. That's a a ton of material. Yes. Thank you so much. I know David Swanson, and I I must get back to him and uh, have him on the show as well. But Pat Elder, 
Thank you so very much for today's program and for all the follow-up information that where we as citizens have to, uh, if, if no one else is going to take the responsibility uh, in the military or government, we the people have got to step up. And Pat, you are leading the way. And at this point, it seems that you're one of the few success stories in this, but it's growing, as you say. It's growing. Well, it's a hell of a measure of success, huh, pal? Yes, exactly. All right. Thank you. Pat Elder, thank you so much for being on the show, and all the best to you and especially all your work with uh, World Beyond War. Thank you so much, okay? Okay. Peace. Bye-bye. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. In 2006, an inconvenient truth told us that global warming was upon us, that it was caused by the actions of mankind, and that the consequences would be dire if we took no action. Ten years later, broad predictions have coalesced into horrific specifics, and climate change accelerates. Really? Who says so? Important, trustworthy people say so. Check out the eye-opening documentary, The Age of Consequences. These aren't our simultaneously lauded and vilified scientists talking, but important and thoughtful world leaders. Those who bear frontline burden. They must plan for our survival. One of the first countries to go underwater will be Bangladesh. This will be a flashpoint. Did you know there is already a fence surrounding the entire country for controlling the inevitable mass migration? Many of the biggest crises of our times, Syria, the Sudan, the failed Arab Spring, and others, are already tied to climate change. With shocking imagery driving their points home, the predictions of these world leaders are grounded in grim reality. We at the Indie Film Minute are not political animals. We only watch movies and bring your attention to the good ones. This one is a powerful eye-opener. Watch it. You'll see. The Age of Consequences. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Beware. Lessons learned, then forgotten, return with bitter instructions. What has a 1912 sea voyage got to teach 21st century America? Simple. It's not the tip of the iceberg that sinks the mighty, but unseen spurs jutting out invisible to those who refuse to see. It's arrogance that sinks the ship of state when helmed by those who claim not even God himself can sink USA. 2019 can be another refresher course for a nation and people ready to do better than the clichés of rented politicians spouting easily remembered and regurgitated overly simplistic slogans, yet forgetting all glory is fleeting when left to the whims of human pendulums swinging between false prophets and anti-American heroes increasing national demise individual vulnerability producing dignity reversing damage to honor leaving a people seeking hope in historical myths instead of trusting themselves to a close encounter with courage greatness reveals itself not in braggadocious base baiting but in the steady faith-based dreams in the diversity of all life on earth once alive with the vitality of a well-ordered ecosystem now tarnished by believers in all that glitters it's painful how easily we the people can be swayed by product labels madison avenue advertising social media and carnival barkers 
Sadly, it's all in the marketing, and too many have succumbed to the call of the herders. We have been mocked, but not destroyed, as long as we refuse to pity those who envy dictators, because fear, hatred, arrogance, and cruelty are both calling cards and legacies. Yes, we sometimes squabble when frightened by unemployment, loss of hope, or confronted by the truth that hurts. Those who cannot govern shut down government. Nonetheless, America has produced many great heroes, but has too often overlooked no gender, no race, no color, owns exclusivity to either heroism or anguish. Uncle Gino always advised, finding what you're looking for depends on where you look. Blind hero worship makes us prime targets for corporate marketing, corrupt government, and loss of memory for America's calling. Until we regain some focus on our heroism within, we must at least seek better heroes without. Even when talking heads block our view, we need see beyond heroes projected upon us to those who reflect empathy even in our conflicted world. It's not just those who can never be forgotten, like Laurel and Hardy, Margot Kidder, Stephen Hawken, Stan Lee, Aretha Franklin, John McCain, Penny Marshall, 105-year-old Connie Sawyer, Neil Simon, Tom Wolfe, Jamal Khashoggi, and all our guides, among them Tracy and Hepburn, who now know what follows. It's not just them. It's the heroic examples living among us, like Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, every woman who ran for elective office in 2018, its mother-daughter team Beth and Liza James, those we've lost to political lies, uncaged lions, and racial lynchings, its teachers, social workers, nurses, caregivers, and veterans, its medical miracle student Claudia Martinez, it's 2018 Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School students, all of them, and it's immigrant children abused by staff at Trump's zero-tolerance prison camps for minors. There is no security against our internalized walls of diversity anxiety, fear of being gone with the wind, and hate inviting the fall of America at the hands of an unindicted co-conspirator. For this new year, Pope Francis reminded us God himself needed a mother. My grandmama constantly affirmed God, however we conceptualize that, is always whispering, love thy neighbor as thyself. But it's on us to listen and to follow through. In 2019, truth is, as nation and people, aren't we walking a tightrope, strung out, across yet another perilous crevice, potentially to the very precipice of, perhaps, America's final chance to prove we hold these truths to be self-evident. This is not the time for timidity, for wherever our heart resides, in whatever we house our confidence, at the end of the day it is what we allow to touch us that determines whether we trash national parks, poison consumers with chemicals, prove our manhood by tear-gassing human beings in need, or embody our Gettysburg address and be Joshua to Trump's wall, scaling the mantle such men can never attain. Listen, whatever next steps we take, 
we will see the promised reward for our choices. So, let us surmount hype and myth, being instead the keepers of the flame. Thank you, and join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Website. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world.